Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Blue Talks. Hope beyond loss. Trauma results in loss. And loss is expressed in the word that we call grief. Grief is a canopy of conflicting emotions. And every rib on the canopy expresses an emotion. And many times they conflict. We could be happy, we could be sad, we could be angry, and yet we're joy-filled or we're grateful. Trauma, loss, and grief. Trauma is that emotional moment in time when everything stands still. When your life is completely upended and you know something is different. And every time I have experienced significant trauma, it's as though time moves in slow motion. Loss is that vortex of knowing that everything has changed. And then eventually grief is that conflict of emotions. I know every single one of us have experienced all three of these. And we are all grievers. I know that for sure because we have all been born. And whether or not you remember that experience, it was traumatic. It was traumatic for you as a child and it was traumatic for your mother. even though that was a joyful trauma, at least in most cases. Now imagine a woman who has just given birth, excited to meet her new child, excited about hopes, dreams, and expectations, but now has, is no longer pregnant. Now we tell ourselves that we're really happy and excited about that, but let's face it, it was pretty doggone easy to look after that kid when they were right there. After that, that all changes. 
So what if postpartum depression is simply grieving the loss of that pregnancy and we address it differently? How could that impact the whole relationship? I experienced a pretty severe trauma on April 13th, 2017. I went into my specialist's office and I was expecting him to talk to me about having open heart surgery. He sat down, looked me straight in the eye and said, Janine, we're not doing open heart surgery. I wanted to jump off the table and hug him. He said instead, the reason we're not doing it in short is that you have a rare condition called post-stenotic dilation. And you might have three years to live, but it likely less than that. And it will take your life at any moment. And when it does, there'll be nobody who can help you. And then he left me alone. Was that trauma? Was that loss? Was I now catapulted into grief? Absolutely, 100%. I didn't know that loss of health status could do that. Now for eight months, I was in a situation where I was preparing to die. Everything that I was doing, every person that I was meeting, every experience I was having was as though it was going to be the last one. I saw myself as a grenade and Somebody just had to pull the plug. I was a ticking time bomb. I had people coming to me and telling me their problems and leaning on me and then telling me how strong I was, that they couldn't imagine being where I was. They had no idea what was going on within me and how I was getting through this. On December 8th of that year, eight months later, I went back, I'd gotten a second opinion, and I went back to a different specialist, and she sat me down and she looked me straight in the eye and she said, Janine, you do have this rare condition, but it's not likely going to take your life at any moment. In fact, you're probably going to live a long time. And then she left me alone. Now you would think I would be jumping off the table in joy. 
But now my health status had changed again. Trauma, loss, and grief. A whole different kind of grief this time because everybody else thought I should be happy and that it was over. But I had lost so much in preparing to die that I had to dig really deep to, re-in- to reinvigorate myself to be wanting to live again. I had lost my joy. You know, retail therapy, refinishing furniture, being a homeowner. Since my life work has always been focused on the brain and the nervous system and how it impacts us in our every single day, I decided that I would study grief and I would see how grief impacts us and what it can do for us. Grief is a deeply painful, lonely, an isolating experience. And there is nobody who can tell you how you ought to feel. And through all of the tools that I have garnered, I now know that I will never tell you that I understand how you feel. Because in fact, I don't. Grief is a deeply unique and individual experience. And when we tell someone, I understand how you feel, we're going to the logic of our brain and we are not going to the heart. When we say things like, well, at least you had time to prepare, that's not helpful. Recovery, though, is possible. Grief can be very painful. It's full of a whole bunch of conflicting and different emotions. But recovery is about being able to claim your circumstances without your circumstances claiming you. It is also about finding a new meaning for living finding joy without the fear of the loss, the fear of being isolated. It's about being able to enjoy fond memories and knowing that sometimes you're gonna get emotional and that that's okay. And it's being able to forgive yourself and others when they say silly things. I am now a grief recovery specialist. So if you are grieving or know someone who is, 
I would love to connect with you and show you the tools to walk through. Grief is not logical. It's about a broken heart. God gave me two ears and one heart. And I would love to be your heart with ears. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.